Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Man, do we have an awesome episode today. Paul, you didn't even ask how I was doing. I, you know, I thought about asking you and I realized I asked you every episode, so I thought I'd mix it up a little. I'm going to see Tim and Eric tonight. No, I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's so cool. I love these guys. They're, they're, they're hilarious. Oh, absurdist comedy. It's going to be a great time. I'm, I'm psyched and that's why I'm going to be all over this podcast, we're going to just do a great you know, job and wrap this up in 30 minutes, right? I actually, I had a fraternity brother that I didn't know very well. Um, he was a, a little bit older than me, but he went uh, and wrote for them um, in LA. So he's one of the writers. Good for him. He must be a weird dude. He's a, he's a very interesting guy, actually. <laughs> His name is Carl Feiler. And uh, he worked, he used to work at the Wendy's on campus at UCF. And uh, we would go up there and he would, uh, you know, we'd, we'd order something and then he'd be like, oh, excuse me, you forgot your small frosty, sir. And then he'd hand, he'd push over like a bag full of hamburgers. <laughs> wow, he's going to get in trouble. And it was called the Carl Feiler special. Uh, and he would oh, just yeah. give you like as many hamburgers as he could fit in a bag. I, I love that. Shout out to Carl. Actually, shout out to all Carls while we're at it. Carl. Um, yeah. Anyway, so let's cut this out later on and get back to the good part. And that's the amazing and exciting episode that we have tonight, link building, because yeah. we're continuing our series of SEO 101 in 2020. So if you're new to SEO, you've been listening to our series so far, uh, hopefully you've got some good stuff out of it. But now we're getting to a little more interesting area, uh, one of the areas that can make a, a pretty quick and sizable impact to your rankings, and that's link building. So maybe what we've worked at the most have been more persistent, the most challenged the most innovative with is link building because the vast majority of SEOs out there that claim to be SEOs, most of them don't know how to do link building. And so that's why it's good to have a great foundation, a great idea of how it works. And we're excited to present it to you. So uh, as, as you know, this is a part of the SEO 101 series. We started with an overview. The last podcast we did was on content. We're doing link building and the last one will be uh, on-site optimization later on. So link building, Paul, where do you want to start? Well, let's just start at, you know, the most entry level where you're, you're trying to earn links, right? So let's say you're, you're doing this on your own and you don't have a budget. So where do you start? So uh, depending on the type of business you are, if you're like a local business, you know, you're starting with citations, which are things that you can create yourself. Uh, and so a citation, right, is just like, uh, it's like a directory, you know, like it's like how the yellow pages used to exist like a phone book, but now they all are online, right? And so it's like a website that you can look up other businesses in like an area under the type of business that they are and you can get links that way, right? So it's a quick, easy, painless. There's software you can use to do it. You can build a bunch of them at one time. Uh, it's also important to the local algorithm, but it's also building links to the page that, that it's going to. A lot of times it'll be like your own, your home page. You know, if you have like just one, one location or something for a business, um, so that, that's like the bare bones of things, right? Like, like how do you get business related links, things like that, that are, that are free? Sure. I think, yeah, there's plenty of citation services out there. So a very popular one out there is Yext. Um, we don't typically recommend it uh, because you pay a pretty hefty sum to have citations built annually. But if you don't upkeep that fee, they're going to remove them. Uh, also with White Spark is another one. Moz Local does it. Bright Local, correct? That's another one. Uh, bright local and white spark. 
are two uh, pretty popular ones. SEM Rush has a component of it. Or, you know, you can go on something like Fiverr or Conquer with a K or uh, Legit uh, with two I's, I think. Legit.com. I think it's two G's and two, two L's. Two G's? Uh, you know, Legit SEO services. Uh, you can just Google it. You'll find it. Um, and you can outsource that for pretty cheap. People will do it for you. Uh, it's, it's not a ton of money. I mean, you're talking like maybe $50 for like one location or something like that. The X will list out the places that they're going to put you on. You can just use that list if you want to do it yourself. Like a lot of these places that say they're building citations, they'll list out the places where they're going to build it for you. If you want to just yeah. not you spend money, you just do it yourself. Do it on your own, they're, but they're telling you, which is great. You're going to do that on your own manually. I wouldn't even suggest it because it's so cheap to pay someone to do it. You know, it's not worth it. Right. It's like, it's worth the $50 or whatever um, to do like a one-time push out to like a bunch of locations like that. Um, you know, at least it's worth my time doing it like that. So, yeah, but there, there are ways if, if you're completely broke to do it on your own, but that's just like really low hanging fruit. You could do it all yourself if you wanted to. Actually, some of them I don't think you could do because you have to add them through Yext actually at this point. Right. Um, yeah. That's like Yext has a kind of a, a proprietary handle on Yahoo or something. Yeah. But, as, but there's still a bunch of them out there that, that you can do, right? Sure. Uh, there's, there's a million little websites that are sort of related to you that maybe it's like a blog that talks about like whatever your website's about or your business is about. It's like a local type thing where you can reach out and contact the, uh, the site administrator or the person who writes for the owner and see if maybe you can write some content for them or maybe we'll just link to you or anything like that. So it's just like, you know, real low level manual stuff that you're not paying any money. You're going out there on your own and doing that. Yeah, yeah but let's be real. An individual is going to have a hard time making anything kind of work in, in that way. Um, that's typically mm-hmm. like something that's people work on for like years to formulate the right emails and the follow-ups and vetting the websites. And then sometimes, well, actually a lot of times people employ teams. So that's a tough oh, one. Teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways to leverage it. So let's talk a little bit about why you do link building and what makes a good link before we dive into like how to find some links. Ryan, what makes a good link? to you for me and this is it's partially subjective but i think technically it's fairly objective it's still in my opinion <laughs> I <think so. laughs> it's still it's still objective in my opinion <laughs> but anyway um what makes a great link is the whole p- purpose of doing link building is because it's at it's pretty much google and other search engines number one signal for for authority of, of a website and in turn it's one of the biggest con- contributions to websites ranking over other websites. So that being said, Google and other places kind of have their own algorithm for what makes a good link. But fortunately there are great tools out there that are able to create kind of relative metrics for um, identifying w- when like a website can provide a good link. And so the most popular ones are, I believe Moz's DNPA domain authority and, and page authority, and then Majestic's, CF and TF. TF is uh, trust flow and then CF uh, is citation flow. So let's talk about what kind of the primary one that you're going to see. So if you ever go out and buy links, um, use like a service, whatever, a service that earns them, however you're getting them, they're, they're almost always going to go off DA, which is domain authority. And what domain authority is, it's something I believe Moz created. DA, right, Ryan? I don't think it was yeah. like, it's not actually like a Google thing, even no, though it's, it's, it's no, like a useful thing. Yeah, because we were talking about PageRank not that long ago, and that was like Google's thing. Yeah. And other, other um, companies uh, used like 
a lot of data and they use you know, data scientists and analytics mm-hmm. to kind of come up with their own reliable metrics. So uh, domain authority is a function of the other links that are pointing to a site. So the authority of the, those websites and the links going to them and then how, the age of the domain, right? So it's taking like all those things into account. So it's really, it's one of those things where it's really easy to go from a domain authority of one to like a domain authority of 15. It's easy to go to like domain authority of 20. But as you go up the scale from one to 100, it becomes increasingly more and more difficult to jump up, right? So if you're like a DA of 50, you're a pretty authoritative website. If you're anything above that, you're very, very authoritative. So, you know, there's not a lot of DA 90s or 80s, you know, so if you find yourself in that area, um, you're in rare company for the most part. So you've, you've done a really good job. It means you got a, you're either a really old and trusted business and you probably got a bunch of like links coming to you. I think our listeners, they should just go out, just run the tool right now, see where you're at. Yeah, you, and you can check a, a DA for free with Moz's um, a Chrome extension that you can upload. I think mm. you have to have like, like log into it, but you can have a free account with Moz. Um, and you yeah. can see what your DA is and it's a cool little extension. It, it shows you other things too, like the H ones on a page and like the meta description, uh, for that page and, and stuff like that. And the page title, um, you know, it's a pretty standard thing that most SEOs have, um, in their, in their browser to check yeah. things from time to time. Not so, that we, we use Moz that much, but it, it's a, it's still a good tool to like find stuff like that. So, yeah. So you'll, um, <laughs> it'll be like that, uh, you know, those machines that are in bathrooms when you grip it, it tells you like how good of a lover you are. And you, like, <laughs> yeah. you grab onto it and it's like you're like cold fish and, the, and like a hundred is like lover boy like um yeah if yours is uh 10 or below it's cold, cold fish go back and like listen to every single podcast yeah, that we have you know you have 70 or above you're hot stud you know if you're a hot stud you can you can pick up any old ranking you want hot shot any old ranking so what's important about that is generally websites that have high domain authorities when they publish content it usually gets uh, a pretty big lift and the keywords that you're trying to rank for will will be a lot higher than if you have a lower domain authority. So there's like way less work to do to get something up in the top, you know, top five for a keyword that you're ranking for, you're wanting to rank for when you publish content. But also uh, websites that have high DA usually have high page authority on various pages. And so page authority is exactly like domain authority, but just at the page level of a website. All right, so it's looking at the age of that page and the other links that are pointed at that page from other websites. And it's also something that Moz created. We're not going to confuse this with page rank, which is something that Google actually created and the metric that they use um, to determine how powerful a page is and how much SEO juice it's going to pass off to other pages. But uh, page authority is just kind of like Moz's idea of what page rank would kind of be. Since we are putting emphasis, rightfully so, for DA and PA, have you seen plenty of places where you can possibly purchase links or, or feature links where like the DA was 40, which is very respectable, but every page that they create has a PA of zero? Is that alarming to you? And um, That's and definitely that a thing. Uh, I mean, we're kind of getting into more of a complicated subject matter mm-hmm. um, that we'll, we'll cover a little bit later in this in the same episode, but when you're buying links from a website, a lot of times they'll archive a page. Uh, like maybe they post something on the homepage and it's, you know, it's getting juice cause it's on that homepage. Cause it's like the format of the blog is everything shows up on the, like the homepage. Right. And so you're getting all of the page authority and domain authority 
from that page, but then after a week, they archive the page. It's no longer on the home page. You don't have any of that anymore. It's just pretty much a brand new page with zero page authority. So the value that you're getting is diminished greatly from when it was on the home page. So when you're doing link building and you're looking at opportunities, especially from other websites, that's something you kind of want to like take into account is like, what's the page authority, that page that you're hoping to get a link from linking back to your website on, you know, so you want to make sure like it's, it's not really going to be like a waste. There are, and before I forget, there are a million different ways of obtaining links and going about doing link building. Uh, What's his, his name is John Cooper. Do you remember that guy? Oh yeah. He's pretty cool. I've met him once. He, he would never remember me probably, but uh, yeah, John Cooper was once pretty much the authority on link building. And he wrote some pretty good tactics that are still used today. Um, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of what he originally taught isn't isn't super useful just because Google's cracked down on a lot of those tactics. Uh, but some of it is still just like like a core uh, skill set that's useful to have. Wow, he has a facial hair now. No way. <laughs> so yeah, when I first started doing this, you know, about a decade ago, he couldn't have been any older than. 17 he was a college student when he started doing it and it was so successful he dropped out of university of florida yeah he was a gator uh i'm not gonna say go gators because we're ucf alum but he used to i don't know if it's still on his website but do you remember he curated like the ultimate guide to every single way fathomable to obtain links and added up to like several hundred and some of them kind of like overlapped a little bit yeah but man it was an exhaustive list I'll follow up and see if I can find that link to that if it still exists. But mm-hmm. I'd say that the, the dude was certainly um, an authority of sorts that really laid out how creative you can get about link building. So one thing about link building is that it's so good that it inspires like SEOs to become like more creative than they typically are with almost anything that they're doing besides maybe like some clever onsite and, and content. Like link building is like always been my final frontier <laughs> for SEO because it's just it's so interesting how people come up with the ideas of doing it. And one great way for people to see it, to get like an overview and, and kind of paint the picture or create the world of link building itself is to really, you know, maybe look at a guide like this that's very comprehensive. And also I'd always recommend people doing backlink analysis of websites that they're trying to compete with. Yeah. So how do you do backlink analysis? What I do is, I go to SEMrush and I go to a URL that I perceive to be an authoritative website in my industry and I'll plug it into backlink analysis SEMrush and this exists for spy food, it exists for Ahrefs and you're going to get a pretty much a thorough report. So you're going to take the URL of a competitor of whatever space that you're in, right? Uh, you're going to put it into something like Ahrefs or SEMrush like, like Ryan said. There's a million tools out there that do a really good job um, at, at looking at backlinks and, and analyzing your competitors' backlinks. And you, you can look at the page level, the overall domain level. Usually you can sort things by anchor text, so like the actual keywords that they're using in the links. Um, it'll show you, you know, just a lot of information, the metrics of like the website that they're on, so the domain authority, the page rank of, of that website. Um, you know, th- there's a ton of things to like look at. But it's a good place to start and see where your competitors are getting links and the type of content that they have that's being linked to. And then it gives you an idea of like kind of how to get those links too, right? So you look at where they're linking, you see if uh, maybe you can pitch that website, uh, like how do they get that link on there? And then just sort of figure it out and reverse engineer it and, and get those links for yourself as well. The backlink analysis is how 
at least I did. And I think, you know, our circle of SEOs, when we did a deep, deep, deep dive into link building and we're like, we're officially going to figure out how to do all the link building we'll ever need to do. What, like five, six years ago, we yeah. did mostly backlink analysis. That's how we found out about that DNN links. That's how we found out about PBN links. That's how we found out about like bookmarking. That's how we found out about paid scholarships. Like that's how we found out about everything on an advanced level, but it certainly can help for everything on the foundation basic level as well. So now that we've kind of given you a little bit of idea of what bank link analysis is and, and what goes into having a good link, uh, let's go into a couple more ways to to get links, right? All right. So the, the second best way to get links, right, is to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, buy, buying links is a thing. There's a lot of ways you can buy links here. Okay. I mean, you can do a press release, right? So that you're paying for a service. And, you know, that's, that's good on the local side. It's a little, it does a little bit on like the organic side of SEO, right? But it's just a, you know, you write a press release, you put it out on the wire on a paid service, and then it's on a bunch of other websites and you have links back to your website, right? So definitely an easy, cheap, I mean, you usually pay about $150, $200 or whatever for like a single PR to go out. Um, so it's not very expensive to, to use in, in, the, in the grand scheme of link building, right? You know, still definitely a paid tactic that a lot of people don't really think about anymore, but still has some residual value. Um, the other way is to, you know, find like an actual service that'll go out and earn links for you where you're paying someone, you know, kind of like an hourly fee. This is a very, very expensive way to do that. Uh, there's a ton of services out there. There's agencies that that really just do only this. Page One Power is, is a more well-known one. I think Nifty Marketing does this to some degree too. We're, we are going to get to the point in this podcast where we talk about just going out and buying straight links <laughs> right from for like a PBN, which stands for private blog network, which we'll get into in a minute. But I want to talk about all the other paid options that aren't straight sketchy options to do. Of course. So another thing that you can do is, you know, like paying for guest posting and like those link building services, like we said, uh, it's all earned, but it takes a while to do it. And it's pretty costly. This is just sincerely like how I feel about it. When you go, when you embark on your quest <laughs> to look at your options for buying links and you start seeing people that say purchase a guest post on my mommy blog buy a, a guest post on my food blog on my dog blog you're essentially participating in a pbn because i guarantee you that that guest post is happening on a blog that is a part of a private blog network which in turn is just being a part of a pbn guest blogs are almost always a part of a pbn so i think just people got to know that when it comes Absolutely. to this so, Paul, you, you love paying for links. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people starting off, and I don't blame you. Of course, they're authoritative. They're, they're useful. You do it for a reason because the value is there. Uh, you know, we're going to have people that are starting off that really don't have any budget for this and want to get their feet wet doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. So on the flip side, I think that there are some forms of link building that exist that are probably like pretty decent that don't cost money. You just have to do it. And one of those that's been popular in the past and frankly sometimes works now is uh, actually blog commenting. Oh yeah, you can still do that. Blog commenting and uh, forum comments, all of, yep. all of that works to some degree still. You know, if you can, you want to make sure that like your links are going to be do follow if you can get them. But yeah, you got to look out for opportunities for like that. And then it's really quick and easy um, to add a contextual link back to your website. So yeah, one thing about that, and I, I still see people do it. So when I look at link portfolios, the reason I mentioned this one is I can, I can confirm that it's a good form of link that I see in the mix 
of people that, that rank well and are authoritative in a lot of industries. So an example of like blog commenting, let's talk about mommy blogs. You can like go out and go to like different mom blogs. I guess you can just do a search and you can kind of open up a bunch of them and you can first see in the, in the posts, if the uh, comments are actually approved because most people's websites turn WordPress and therefore most people have to, um, the admin has to approve the comments. So once you see the comments, you see comments, you want to also make sure that you can see links or anything that can be hyperlinked. So either the profile name, the commenter name can be linked back to website or they can embed a link. And then once you kind of check both those things and you, like Paul said, um, I think you would just kind of right click the link. I don't want to get too technical, but you want to right cl click the link or look at the source and see if there's a, a no follow tag attached yeah. to that link. Also the, the Moz bar extension that we talked about earlier in the, in this episode um, that you can get for Chrome uh, has a nice handy dandy little thing on there. That'll tell you if a link is do follow or not. Uh, it'll, it'll highlight green. If it's, if it's follow red, if it's, if it's uh, no follow. So that I way love you it. know you're getting what you're getting out of it. So definitely another reason to kind of get that Moz bar we were, we were talking about earlier. I'm falling behind with technology and tools with when it comes to SEO that that's on me. This is a call to action for me. So, you know, once you see some, some blogs, doesn't have to be mommy blog, but once you see blogs that are engaging in comments and allowing for hyperlinks, just make sure that you respond uh, to the blog appropriately. Um, you're actually citing something from the blog itself. It's like, I love your third paragraph when you're talking about how the XFL is the worst sport that's ever happened in the past 10 years. And so they know that you're actually like engaging with the content. I think I think if you've listened to us for any amount of time, any previous podcast, you would know that we have no problem with getting links any way that we can get them. Uh, there's no moral anything uh, when, it, when it comes to backlinking. Uh, like I don't buy any of that crap. You're just feeding the Google algorithm and trying to get rankings from it. And you're just trying to give it what it needs to get that right. So like who, who really cares how you do it um, as long as you're not doing anything illegal or anything wrong like that. Uh, I just, I, I think it's just ridiculous that people have a moral stance on it. Like it means something, you know, like, why is it wrong? Because Google said so, well, Google's generally wrong and they do a lot of bad stuff all the time. So maybe we don't listen to them, you know? I actually think this is something we might've, or should have opened with is like, Oh, are they going to be talking about link building? That's white hat or black hat. It's like, there isn't, it's neither. If you want to say it's one, it's all black hat. Now nah, we're talking uh, about it all. It's, yeah. it's all. Yeah. Any all link is, building at all is black hat. I think that I'd prefer to refer some places for people to want to, that want to do links like themselves, I'll just link some resources because I don't have like the comprehensive list for any of my resources. They're like yeah. out there already. So there's plenty, there's just, there's dozens of opportunities to build links yourself. One, one thing that I definitely want, want to mention, once you kind of go out there and you start reading these, these descriptions of link building packages and it's like, you know, you're going to go from like a hundred to one and I'm going to do, you know, social bookmarking and web 2.0 and build like uh, a linking pyramid to like boost your rankings. It's very, very important to be patient. You don't want to buy like a bunch of packages all at once, send all the same keywords to your website all at once. And you need to make it look natural because like if your website went from having zero links to just a thousand links in a month, it's not going to look natural and Google's algorithm picks up on that. It's just not, it, it doesn't look right for all those anchor text and all these links to come at the same time. Um, your website has a backlink profile that Google looks at. And so when thing, you know, if you had 50 links going to your website um, and all of them said like iPhone repair from 50 different websites, I mean, that would look really suspicious to Google just because that would be almost impossible to have happen naturally in the world that 50 unrelated websites linked to your website with the exact same text. 
So, you know, keep that in mind. You want, I mean, you want to pepper in some, some of the anchor text that you want to rank for and your links on other websites, but you don't want everything to be like that. Um, you know, you kind of want things to be, you know, click here, or just regular URLs, the URL of your business. You want to mix in everything like that. Um, I mean, there's a percentage that you can go over that people kind of argue with over the time. And I think it's like, if, if more than like 15% of your links are like exact match anchor text for your whole website, uh, usually some algorithmic penalties are going to start going off on you and, you, and you're not going to rank as well. Um, so it's just stuff to kind of keep in mind. <clears throat> Paul, we're on, on the same page about so much. I would totally say 15%, which is a specific number. 15%? Yeah, that sounds about right. You, yeah. you don't need like a, mass, a massive amount um, of the anchor text or the, like the money keyword or the main keyword. You really don't. To make it happen. I mean, it could be, yeah, 15% sounds fine. I think that you can do 10%. Yeah. And just, yeah, every once in a while. I was thinking for like an entire domain though, you know, like. Yeah, like same. Yeah. Your overall website. And another thing to keep in mind, and I know this ties in a little bit about content, but when you're, when you're building your links, you're not all trying to do all to just a homepage um, because of course, for most businesses, the homepage doesn't encompass all your keywords. It can't, it's not supposed to. So if you have like your main keyword, you know, on your homepage, but then you also have other things you're trying to rank for, you're going to push, you know, some links are going to go to some subdirectories and um, you're going to kind of spread the wealth a little bit um, because that also looks natural as well. Yeah. I mean, I think we've covered a lot of these topics here though, that, that kind of gets your feet wet into like the link building world, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, was that building the foundation? This is going to be supplemental guides and videos to support everything we're discussing. Of course, the world of link building uh, can't be summarized in 40 minutes, but this can definitely be the guiding light for uh, making it one of the main components of what you do SEO wise. Yeah, this will get you in there, you know? Link, link building, like I said, it, I, it's the most, I think it's the most challenging aspect to SEO um, because it, it, it doesn't as evolve as much as people would make you think it does. Like, it's like, oh, you know, the links that you built five years ago aren't going to work today. The links that didn't, didn't work haven't worked for a long time. And the links that have been around kind of still work. Um, That's definitely true. So, like, link farms, of course, don't work anymore. Like, you don't really want to get links from, like, India and China and places that aren't really, like, where your website exists. Um, but that's, like, already kind of been established for quite some time. Yeah, but, you know, we, we love uh, if you have any, like, questions about this episode or about link building in general, you know, feel free to, like, email us at, SEO said and otherwise gmail.com. Um, we're happy to answer this. I mean, we've been doing link building at some level for like 10 years, probably. Right. I know I've been doing it for about 10 a while. years. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we tend to like do really high level stuff that we really didn't cover on this uh, episode at all. But if that's something that you're interested in, you need some more resources. We're happy to provide that for you guys. Yeah. We actually, the most podcasts that we have like based off the topic are kind of dedicated to link building. So if you want to go back, we have a couple with guests that talk about outreach, we have one on PR. We've definitely talked about PBNs and other stuff in the past. We, we've talked about links in, in at least five or six other podcasts pretty thoroughly. Well, you know, I wanted to say thanks uh, to all our listeners out there. We're heading up to a pretty, pretty big milestone for download wise. I'm not going to say the number out there, but uh, we're pretty excited about it. And Ryan, do you know we've, we're almost to the point where we've been doing this two years? I think it's uh, the first release was something like May 18th. Yeah, it's, we're really coming up on it. So we've seen amazing growth and we've had a really good time doing it. And uh, 
uh, you know, we've been happy to help so many people out there in the SEO industry. I, I really do enjoy it. And I'm glad that people have uh, been listening along and uh, engaging with us, um, you know, more often. We're always, and if you it. like, uh, you like what you're listening to, be sure to like share or subscribe anywhere that you see that out there. You know, I know there's a, a million different podcast apps. Uh, I only use like a couple of them anyways. Uh, you know, but you know, if you like that, make sure, uh, show us a little love out there, you know, give us a good review. I'd love that. Helps with the rankings. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, uh, if you want to get in touch with us too, again, uh, you know, check out our, our YouTube channel. Ryan's actually been posting some pretty quality videos, not just our standard podcast video that goes up there with no actual that, video. That's not what you audio. said. You said all you hear is. Yeah, he's breathing really hard in one of the YouTube I videos. Swear I'm not a mouth, <laughs> so, I swear I'm not a mouth breather. If you want to comment in the comments and you're listening, like, hey, Ryan, why are you breathing so hard? That would be, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Goodbye. Bye. Have a nice weekend.